the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> Do you know any of the ones? I know quite a few. Ow now, brown cow. Ow now, <laughs> brown cow. Mine are mainly tongue twister ones. Go on. Um, I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker son, and I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. A golf cart there. A golf cart. You try. Okay. Um, how much wood would wood chuck chuck if wood chuck no, chuck wood? The one I did. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker son. I'm a pheasant plucker son. And I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. And I'm only plucking pheasants until the <laughs> It's quite hard. It is. Usually people say pheasant fucker. That's the point. It's like when you say pass the fork and knife really quickly. Pass the fork and knife really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Comfort in Death and Darkness. I am your host Jake and today I am joined by, as always, the amazing... Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and today it starts with a C, so it's all about me. Yes, today is the day that Charlie kills me. Uh, <laughs> it's been coming for a long time now, and uh, hey, we made it 13 episodes, so I think that's a... Is it the 13th? Is all that's unlucky. Yeah, baby. Unlucky for you. Unlo- oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> God, it's happening. Right, well... Yeah, as Charlie just alluded to, today we are talking about the ABCs of Death and Darkness, beginning with the letter C. Well, it's not beginning with the letter Oh, I thought you meant like we were beginning the series of this with the letter C, but then I was like, no. But then I realised that letters, I mean, technically that words are. begin with C. Yeah, you got it. I'm tired, I'm tired, <laughs> as, al- as always. You got it. <clears throat> okay, Um, before we get into this, Charlie, how are you? I'm tired, as usual. Okay. I'm also tired. Let's get on with it. <laughs> I'm quite full. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, you made a massive hot dog. And I had pasta. <laughs> I had pasta too. Pasta. Like, I love pasta. As our young friends call it. I would eat pasta every day if I could. <laughs> that would be a very different song. Like when I went... So to... <laughs> here it is. Pasta. Every day. Uh, I, I sang it wrong, didn't I? so shit. <laughs> Like, when I went to Rome, I literally thought I was going to have to pay for, like, an extra seat. Why? Because I ate so much. So you thought you were going to have to do the Hurley from Lost? Yeah, well, I don't know what that is. I've never seen Lost. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never seen Lost. I don't know why you're what? so shocked every time I say I haven't seen something. Because the amount so of things that I haven't, haven't seen. seen. I know. It's comical. It's It's gone past atrocious and it's now comical. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> there's probably loads of Disney stuff you haven't seen. I can guarantee there's lots of Disney stuff I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, so I grew up on Disney. Yeah, you and I grew up, up on Friends. Yeah, watch that now. All right, watch it another three thousand times, and no. you'll be on my level. No, thank you. <laughs> Give me any screenshot from any episode, and I can be like episode whatever. It's just sad. It's not. It's called a childhood. If I showed you any screenshot from any Disney movie, I bet you could say that's from this movie. I'd give it a good go. Exactly. I'm pretty good at the guess the song challenge. Guess the song challenge. You're not doing that when we go to Disneyland. Well, we're not doing that again. We do it every single time. And don't say it's a tradition. The, to prove how good I am, and it's tradition. Charlotte, all the <laughs> we've done the same videos like three times. Huh? We've done the same videos like three times. Doesn't matter. Well, Doesn't why matter. don't you pick a playlist? 
And then get us to guess playlist? And we'll keep doing that as long as I have Disney in the car. You guys should see her right now. Fine. She's doing like this weird head bubble thing that I can't do. <laughs> Just still doing it, even though this is an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Told you I have a face for radio. No, you don't. You really, really don't. <laughs> if, in fact, when we get to the point in time when we can actually video this podcast, we are doing it. Oh, no. Because I usually do it with no makeup on, hair scraped back and fat pants on. Precisely. Everybody should see that. Uh, yeah. Right. And by the way. Oh, oh. You can't see this, but Jake is wearing my socks, which are pink and sparkly and have blossom from Powerpuff Girls on. Powerpuff Girls is amazing. I know, but they're my socks. You gave them to me. Because you had smelly feet. Yeah. So? So made you change your <laughs> socks. Feel free to take and a picture and I'll put them in the show notes. Kept them. Yeah, you gave me socks. I keep socks. You also said that you don't like this one, so... No, because I like bubbles. Mm. But then my bubbles ones have mysteriously gone missing, so I feel like someone's taken them. Uh, well. And you had my donut socks on yesterday. Yeah, I just wear your socks now. Yep. It's like when you wear my hoodies. <laughs> I never hardly wear them anymore. Anymore, you used to. They're far too big for me now. Perfect reason to wear them then. <laughs> right, uh, last week I went first. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's only fair that you go first this time. I suppose. <laughs> so for C. The comfort in death and darkness, beginning with C, is... Right at the top of my page, I wrote ABCs of death and darkness. C. (laughs) (laughs) ABCs of death and darkness, they're fun and fancy free. I don't know where I'm going with this song, but it begins with a C. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So I did celebrities killed by their own fans. Oh, God damn, that's a good one. Yeah, I know. So, to start off, I've got, like, a few example ones first before I get into the one that I picked. Okay. So, Andreas Escobar was murdered after he cost his team the World Cup. So, he was a Colombian football player and he scored an own goal. (gasps) um, And he was shot and killed by a group of men. Good God. You're going to say good there, aren't you? Excuse I mean, you. let's be honest, if Wayne Rooney missed the World Cup winning goal, if he scored an own goal, I think we'd all kill him as well. So, total <laughs> sarcasm, just pointing that out. And then he'd be like, get out my swamp! <laughs> um, actress Rebecca Schaefer, I think that's how you say her last name. That sounds about right. Was killed by a stalker and shot. Um, right, just to point out for the American, any, for any foreign, no, actually just anyone who's not a Geordie, Charlie said, by her stalker, not a stalker there. No, by her stalker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She said her stalker, not a stalker. Say the full sentence again. Rebecca Schaefer was killed by her stalker. He said... By a stalker. Yeah, (laughs) the Geordie came out. (laughs) People like a bit of Geordie, it's sexy. We're the friendliest bunch of of the United Kingdom. You're saying Geordie's sexy? You're not, but I Uh, mean, like, on a woman, it's nice. I mean, it is quite flashy. I had an Irish accent. I can have a I can have an Irish accent if That's you want to have an Irish accent. That's not a nice Irish accent. <laughs> you didn't specify. You didn't specify. Um, Dimebag Daryl was killed on stage during a concert. He was shot. Yeah, Dimebag Daryl. He was uh, supposed to. He was supposed to go into the band. Wait, was he in the band Megadeth? I think he was supposed to be in the band Megadeth, but I can't remember if he was or not. John Lennon was shot by a fan outside his apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. 
Selena, not Selena Gomez, like Selena. <laughs> she, just she Selena. Was, that's what she was known by, yeah. as was murdered by the president of our fan club, and she was also shocked. <laughs> she was murdered by the president of, and then she said like some weird, like weird ca- country. <laughs> she was murdered by the president of Uzbekistan. <laughs> so the one I've chosen to do begins with a C. Ooh, here and we go. And it's Christina Gribby. Like watching the night sky or beautiful sunrise. There's so much they hold, just like them old stars. I won't give up on us, even if the skies get. God, I thought going, and it's Charlie Fisher. Re, re, re. Kill myself. No, to kill me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the 22-year-old was a rising star. She just won third place on The Voice USA. Okay, cool. So on June. Much bigger show over there than it is here. Yeah. In June 2016, to be fair, I would go on the American one purely for Gwen Stefani. Total woman crush on that woman. <laughs> she's just I mean you probably end up getting like a restraining order no, leveled at you but no but I mean like she's 50 I'd do her who looks that good at 50 if I look that good at 50 god <laughs> she's just beautiful I'd do myself <laughs> <laughs> she's just stunning when I seen her live like she came through the audience and she sang cool oh, see, I'm was a, it cool I'm a big I'm a big Gwen Stefani fan I know all of her songs including the Christmas album and I hate Christmas so that's saying something so um, <laughs> so she came through the audience when I seen her in a concert and she was singing cool and I was like oh my god this and is so amazing cool. and then she came up the block where I was and I was like oh my god I need to, I need to run down she's gonna like she's gonna I'm come up this block. From the block so then I ran down and I touched her arm and then our bodyguard flung us down the stairs but it was so worth it <laughs> you sound like it one of these so crazy fans that you're talking about no I would never stalk her or do anything like this you would stalk her come on no I wouldn't if you found out a little bit. If, you, if you found out that Gwen Stefani was staying in Newcastle right now, you'd be straight into a, into an Uber. I'd be like, how are you, honey? Let's go with digital. <laughs> I don't even like digital. No, no one likes digital. No. <laughs> I would say Gotham, but it's shut now. Oh, rest in peace, Gotham. I used to like their sticky floors. Yeah, and I think skittles. I lost about three shoes in there. <laughs> They're still there to this day. <laughs> um so in June 2016. Um, Christina was signing autographs after a concert when a man named Kevin James <laughs> Kevin James <laughs> Kevin James Libel Okay, good thing you said the last name there because Kevin James is a very famous actor No, it's spelled like L-O-I-B-L L-O-I-B-L Libel Libel No, because you read it, man, no oh, Okay I don't Sure, no. We'll say his name's Kevin James Loebel. I'm just gonna. This is the one I'm just like. I'm just gonna refer to them as like their first names because I kind of. So he shot a three to four times. I think three or four times. I think it was three to four times. Um, so Kevin had travelled from his home in Saint Petersburg, Florida, to Orlando by taxi with two handguns and a hunting knife. Holy! So he's got a whole arsenal. He had a specific 
agenda. He was Dexter. Um, yeah. um, he was infatuated with Christina, and Christina's brother was also at the event, and he tackled him. Um, the two had a bit of a wrestle on the floor. Um, Kevin then eventually got away and shot himself, making it a murder-suicide. Oh, God damn. Um, Christina was pronounced dead a few hours later. Um, and people who knew Kevin said that he lived like a hermit. He'd never met Christina, but spent months changing his looks to win her over. Like plastic surgery? We'll get to that. Um, He shot her in the head once, and then the torso three times, (laughs) while she was signing autographs. And when he initially approached, she opened her arms for a hug. And then he shot her. So she was going... She was going to give him a hug. Oh my God. Um. He constantly watched videos of her and his family didn't know anything about her. Like his obsession with her, he'd never sort of mentioned it to it his well family. Hidden. But like his best friend knew. Yikes. And when they would say, oh, when he would like sort of joke on about it, he would get yeah. really defensive. Okay. He monitored her online activity. How? Like if she was active on Twitter, like if she was replying Jesus to tweets Christ. and stuff. Um, Psycho. He lost weight, whitened his teeth, had eye and hair surgery to make her want him. I mean, you got to admire he's like, he's, what's the word? Like, I can't even get to the gym. <laughs> 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 and he did all this just to kill someone. Well, he probably wanted to yeah. win a role, but yeah. he didn't sort of give her the opportunity, I'm, really. I was making a joke. But. Um, witnesses say that Kevin had not mentioned even attending the event. Um, his father and brother didn't know that he owned guns, and he purchased the guns legally at one of two St. Peter's big gun stores. This is why. America, you need to sort out your gun control St. Petersburg isn't in America. In Florida. Oh, okay. I did mention that earlier. Okay. Google it. Saint, Saint You've got your computer in front of you. St. Petersburg is in Russia. I just yeah, want to find that out. <laughs> and I really want to go there because I like Anastasia. She's not going to be there. I know, but <laughs> history. To be left outside alone. Oh, not, not that, that Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just knew exactly what you were going to say. Um, Continue. So the case was closed as he was deceased as well. Okay, yeah. So, open um, your case. Yeah. There seemed to be no motive for the shooting. Hmm. Um, and there was no metal detectors at the event. Nobody was checking for any guns what? or anything like that. Um, the staff at the event were more concerned about food and drink coming in. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, witnesses say that Kevin seemed nervous and creepy standing in line. Well, no shit. He had, like, a fucking arsenal on him. Um, they were, he had no diagnosis of any mental mental illness, but he had had a history of violence. Um, but to be fair, the situation was more of a: if I can't have you, then nobody else can. And if I'm, and if you're dead, I don't want to live. So, yeah, and I'm going to possess you by taking your life. Wow. Okay, that is uh, heartbreak. Wait, what year was that in? Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand six. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey. Don't ever remember seeing anything about that. And it was only four years ago. There was loads of like media response to the death as well by other celebrities. So the voice tweeted, there are no words. Um, we lost a beautiful soul with an amazing voice. Her former coach, Adam Levine, wrote that he was, him and his wife were absolutely devastated and heartbroken. It is another senseless act and extreme violence. 
Blake, Shell and Ro, I'm stunned and disgusted and heartbroken that we lost the sweetest little girl. Selena Gomez tweeted because she was um she was performing only a few miles from Grimmy um when she was shot. Um, Jesus. And the following morning, she wrote, "My heart is so broken. I miss you, Christina." Um, and she dedicated one of her songs at a concert the following night. Um, and then cancelled the meet and greet, which was scheduled to take place because she was so scared. I mean, we would be. Yeah. Um, Gomez then checked out to rehab and was put, and then put a tour on hold as well. Um, and many other celebrities dedicated performances to Grimmy, such as Justin Bieber, Sabrina Carpenter, Demi Lovato, Maroon Five, Twenty One Pilots, Charlie Puth, Rachel Platten, and Dove Cameron. Well, Adam Levine is the lead singer of Maroon Five, yeah, so. I know. He's also beautiful. Be <laughs> of course, you would throw that in there. Wasn't he on American Horror Story for like an episode or something? Yeah, he got brutally, brutally murdered. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, not gonna lie, yours draws quite a lot of parallels to mine. Did you do celebrities well? I didn't do celebrities specifically. I did a specific celebrity to begin with. See though. Will I know who it is? Probably not. Like I didn't know who that was, so. She's quite pretty as well. Of course she was. That's half of how you get into the industry. Mm. Think of this. How many ugly singers do you know? I don't really want to name names. <laughs> don't worry. They're not going to hear this. And if they do, it's just publicity for her. Something that really gets, that makes me think like, Jesus, that's like just the accounts of celebrities who've been either murdered or died at some point especially on like twitter and that they all just stay there dormant mm-hmm. not dormant dormant and there's no one really to like control them anymore so it's weird like this to think like who was it that died uh recently there was someone there was someone who died recently where they, they tweeted and then less than six hours later they were dead and it's just like you literally thought to write something on a social network and then died. That that freaks me out. That mm. like you have a you technically have a direct connection to someone like this, and then they're no longer there. But you still technically have that because that profile is still there. Yeah. Really, really strange. I only thought of that because you showed us a picture of that, and it was from her Twitter account. So that is the tragic story of Christina Grimmy. Christina Grimmy. Well, that guy's a douchebag. Speaking of douchebags, I have done Chris Benoit. He's a wrestler. He was a wrestler. I know this story already because you told me. Mm-hmm. This is the most infamous story. So, so I would have got it then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Could have this let us guess. the most infamous story in professional wrestling history. It is the most heartbreaking story in professional wrestling history. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, let's just get straight into it. So, on June 11th, 2007, there was an episode of Monday Night Raw and Benoit was drafted to the ECW brand of WWE television programming from SmackDown. On June 19th, he would compete in a match against Elijah Burke 
to determine who would go to the Vengeance 2007 pay-per-view to compete for the then vacant ECW World Championship. That was going to be on June 24th. CM Punk faced Marcus Corvon and beat him on the same night to make up the other half of that Vengeance match. So the date was set. June 24th, 2007 at Vengeance was going to be CM Punk versus Chris Benoit for the World Championship on the ECW brand. Now, you can imagine my own personal surprise when I was watching Vengeance after school the day after the pay-per-view because obviously it's on the Sunday night. I, can't, I'm, I was 15 at the time or 14 at the time. I couldn't stay up yeah. to watch it and then go to school the next morning. So I was watching it on Monday. Um, I always remember like, do you know, like when you're little and you think that your mom thinks you're asleep, but you're not. I remember sneaking downstairs once and like, what my mom was watching something. And I was like, Eve, my mom's watching naughty stuff. Oh my God. Eve's watching really naughty stuff. Like there's loads of like boys with no clothes on. Do you know what it was? Go on. The full Monty. <laughs> when I watched it when I was older, I was like, well, this is a bit disappointing. You're like, oh, this is minging. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can imagine my own personal surprise when I came home from school to watch the Vengeance pay-per-view on Monday. And I f when it came to that match, they played a video package for the quote-unquote greatest ECW champion of all time, Taz. And Taz was on commentary for this event, and they used that to set up the match. Now, normally with this sort of stuff, they have a match, they have like a little intro package where they'll show how these two competitors got to this match. Mm -hmm. So it probably would have showed like a highlight of the two matches on the Tuesday beforehand yeah. and then had their match. But instead they had this little montage of Taz in ECW. It was really weird. Um, so Punk comes out to like, you know, a fairly normal entrance, no fanfare, no like over the top extravagance because it's a championship match. Just, he comes out. Um, and then the announcer, Justin Roberts, just says, literally so matter-of-factly, he just goes, and his opponent, Johnny Nitro. Didn't even wait for his music. He said that, then his music hit, and then Johnny came in. So Nitro actually won the match and became ECW champion. And at this point, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, sorry, I was like... 14, so I was like, what the poo-poo head is going on? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, golly, gosh. Um, I, was, I was just so confused. So I thought, right, I'm going to have to watch ECW this week to find out what's going on. Because I never used to watch ECW. I don't think anybody watched WWE ECW because it wasn't that good. Um, I was wrong about that, though. I wasn't going to have to wait to watch ECW. I just had to wait for Raw that night. But obviously, since I had a tape, it would be like the night before. Honestly, you don't understand the pain of setting up your, your VCR to record at a specific time, setting the thing to long play so that it recorded on more of the tape rather than short play. Do you remember that? Yeah. How, Can like, you remember internet as well? If someone was on the phone, that'd be it. <laughs> Get off the phone! I need to use the internet! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Um, Tell Grandma she spoke to you twice already, <laughs> Dave. See, I never had that problem because my my internet was on a, a separate phone line, and then it was like the noise of it as well. <laughs> it's now called Squillex. Um, so the next day, I got in from school on Tuesday and stuck in the tape for Monday Night Raw. What do you think was the first thing I saw for Monday Night Raw? Um, a news flash. 
No. You'd normally see an arena filled with thousands of screaming fans. In actual fact, it was just Vince McMahon standing in the middle of the ring and the arena was completely empty. There was no one there. This was a huge deal at the time because of of the whole limo thing. Vince McMahon was supposed to be dead. The character well, like the of the, line, yeah, yeah, the character of Vince McMahon was dead. He announced that this episode was going to be dedicated to the memory of Chris Benoit, and they played a tribute episode to him with some of the most memorable moments of his career playing out. Yeah, but I know what he did in that. Right. Okay. Hold your horses. And tributes from the locker room to Chris about Chris. Dickhead. By the time SmackDown roll around on Friday, I think it was Friday night SmackDown at this point. I'm not sure if it was Thursday night or Friday night SmackDown, but anyway. By the time SmackDown rolled around, that episode of Raw had been pulled from circulation and instead was replaced with a best of the year so far episode of Raw. So, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Please, save your questions for later. Pick me, I know the answer. So... Three days after his final appearance slash match on June 19th, June 22nd, Benoit murdered his wife, Nancy. He bound her arms and legs while her body was wrapped in a towel. Benoit left a copy of the Holy Bible next to Nancy's lifeless body. The injuries that Nancy sustained suggested that Chris had pushed his knee into her back while pulling on a weight machine cord that had been wrapped around her neck causing death by strangulation. Authorities said that there was no immediate signs of a struggle, but when a toxicology report was carried out, they found alcohol in her system, but they weren't sure if it was present before or if it was a product of decomposition. So I don't know if that means that when the body starts to decomp, it produces alcohol. I'm not entirely sure what that means. (laughs) Can you imagine? But (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) What flavour gin you got? Human? (laughs) (laughs) She is also found to have a level of hydrocodone and alprazolam. Alprazolam? Prazolam. Prazolam. You got any chance asking me how to pronounce it? I can speak a bit of French, but I can't pronounce English words. (laughs) In her system, which were found to have been of therapeutic levels, quote unquote. And the medical examiner saw no evidence that she was sedated prior to Chris's attack. Unlike Daniel. Daniel Christopher Benoit had been sedated and suffocated in his bedroom with another copy of the Holy Bible found next to his body. Daniel had no bruising on his neck. However, he did have internal injuries in his throat. His exact time of death isn't known. He had been sedated with Xanax, was most likely knocked out during his murder and his body after being found had only just started to show signs of decomp, unlike that of Nancy's body. Hers was much further along on decomp. It's been alleged that due to Daniel being undersized for his age, that he was suffering from Fragile X Syndrome. It's a genetic disorder, and Is it's... Is that when you can't get over your ex? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, though. So fragile. <laughs> Tell was... me by text. <laughs> It was also alleged that Daniel had needle track marks in his arms from injection of of growth hormones. 
and even fellow wrestler Chris Jericho said that the symptoms of Fragile X, quote, fit Daniel to a T all across the board. Jericho would go on to say in his 2011 book, Undisputed, that, quote, it turned out that Daniel didn't have Fragile X, but at the time it made sense because I was grasping at straws. Daniel was just a small kid. Yeah. That's just how it was. At roughly 3.30pm Eastern Daylight Time, on June 23rd, Chavo Guerrero got a voicemail from Chris saying that he had overslept, missed his flight, and would be late for a house show in Beaumont, Texas. Chavo called him back and afterwards said he was concerned about Benoit's tone and demeanour after confirming what was said on the message. Something just didn't sit right with Chavo though, so he rang Chris back after 12 minutes. Chris didn't answer and Chavo left a message asking for him to call back. At 3.44pm, Chris called Chavo back, saying that he was currently on the phone with Delta Airlines to change his flight. He then stated that the day had been stressful due to Nancy and Daniel suffering from food poisoning. Chavo would reply by saying, Alright man, if you need to talk, I'm here for you. Clearly Chavo thought something was up here. Benoit replied to that and ended the call by saying, I love you, Chavo. In 2014, Chavo appeared on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk as Jericho, where Chavo said Benoit sounded off on the call, especially when he said, I love you. On June 24th, 2007, the day of the Vengeance pay-per-view, Benoit sent out five text messages between 3.51am and 3.58am. He used his own and Nancy's phones to do so. Four messages contained the address of Benoit's residence, and the fifth contained a message stating that his family dogs were inside the enclosed pool area, adding that the side garage door had been left open. The people to receive those text messages were WWE referee Scott Armstrong and Chavo Guerrero. Chris also called the WWE Talent Relations Office, telling them that his son Daniel was vomiting and that he and Nancy were at the hospital with him, and that Chris was going to take a later flight out to Houston for the Vengeance Night of Champions pay-per-view. He ended up no-showing both the Beaumont House Show and the Vengeance pay-per-view. I know why. hmm. In the end, Benoit would use a weight machine cord to hang himself. He created a noose on one end of a pull-down machine, which had its bar removed. Chris then released the weights and hung himself. That's how he was found, hanging from the pulley cord of a weight machine. In 2016, on another episode of Talk as Jericho, Sandra, ooh, that's a name I can't say, Toffoloni, I'm going to say, Sandra Toffoloni. I've got no idea. (laughs) Nancy's sister revealed that Chris had some internet searches that were pretty disturbing. He had searched, quote, the quickest and easiest way to break a neck. It worked, though, because when he hung himself, it did indeed snap his neck. Oh, God. You know what scares me? Do you know when you see, like, on movies and stuff, when they grab people's head and they twist them and they they die? Yeah. Because they broke, like, the spinal cord by doing that. Mm. That scares me. Because I love cracking my neck and I always think that, like, One day I'm going to crack it too much and I'm going to die or paralyse myself. It's also not true. Well, you can't get someone's head and try That's why they do it in TV shows, because you can't do it. 
Like you, yeah, you but can. then you'd have stupid people out there trying to murder someone by trying to twist their neck around them. But like, oh mate, what are you doing? Like, if you span someone's head completely round, it would break their neck. Oh, but obviously, because we're not owls. Yeah. Well, some people might be extremely double jointed. <laughs> um, it was actually John Laurinaitis, senior vice president of talent relations, that alerted the authorities. He was a, he was made aware of the texts that Chavo and Scott had received, and he, on the behalf of the WWE had someone, it wasn't exactly him, it was like uh, someone who worked for him, had someone um, contact the Fayette County Sheriff's Department to check on the Benoit family. At 4.15pm, the Sheriff's Department notified WWE that they had discovered the bodies of Chris, Nancy and Daniel, stating that the home was now a major crime scene. A suicide note was never discovered, but there was yet another Bible found among Chris's belongings that had been sent to Chris's first wife, Martina. In it, he had written, quote, I'm preparing to leave this earth. It was not dated. So there's a bunch of theories as to possible motives, such as roid rage. Yeah. Um, but Chris Nowinski thinks that, who was also a performer professional wrestler, he thinks that Benoit was suffering from a shitload of untreated concussions, which led to an unstable mental state. Julian Bales, head, neurosur- head of neurosurgery at West Virginia University, carried out some tests on Benoit's brain and found that, quote, Benoit's brain was so severely damaged, it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Is that from getting beaten all the time at wrestling? It's from taking unprotected chair shots. And you do wrestling, Jake. You wonder, you wonder why I worry. I don't take unprotected chair shots. You take stupid slaps to the chest. I'm not going to get a concussion from a slap to the chest. Yeah, I might have titty concussion. <laughs> <laughs> might start drooping. <laughs> Fucking hell. So basically... I'm going to buy you a bra. The way that... Fuck me. The way that wrestling used to work was you take a sealed chair and just whack someone yeah, on the head. Now... They, they got a special on WWE. Well, not on WWE now, they just avoid the head in general. They'll like hit you in the stomach with it. Pretend, obviously. Yeah, but surely and internal the organs are probably worth not getting hurt as well. You're not actually hitting them though. Apart mm. from the back because it's so this spread out. This is why I don't like wrestling because it's fake. But it's so good. It's not fake. It's fake. Do you think them chops were fake? Huh? Do you think them chops were took the other week really were fake? Chops were just full on slaps. That's what a chop is. It's a slap. Um, further tests concluded that he also had CTE, chronic traumatic. <laughs> the other word, the ones begin with E. Encephal en- encephalop encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. <laughs> CTE, and had damage to all four of the lobes of his brain and brainstem. Bales and his colleagues confirmed. So Julian was actually a man. Um, Bales and his colleagues conf- came to the conclusion that the repeated concussions led to dementia, which in and of itself contributed to severe behavioural problems. Benoit's father, Michael, has said that brain damage may have been the leading cause for the double murder-suicide. WWE released a statement dismissing Michael's idea as speculative. WWE has had a long history of sort of like, 
not denying CTE and concussions. Not as much as the NFL anyway. But I bet they feel like Ray Pratt for putting a tribute thing Well, about yeah, they him. didn't know the full story. Um, well, they should have waited. As far as they were aware, something had just happened. Like, the most logical theory that someone, I think, so I don't know who it was, but the most logical theory that someone had come up with was that no carbon monoxide poison had killed the whole family. They should have looked well, more into it before. That's, the, that's the problem. They were so far away. They were in they were in Texas, and he lived in like Canada. Was it Canada? It maybe Atlanta. Anyway, um, now let's go back to two thousand and three. Nancy had actually filed for divorce, alleging oh domestic abuse, but withdrew it later in the year. Hardcore Holly wrote in his book The Hardcore Truth that he thinks alcohol abuse may have been the main influence in Benoit's actions rather than steroid abuse. The two used to travel together and stated that Benoit used to drink more than normal if problems with Nancy would come up. So if you connect the dots, Benoit basically had dementia, was prone to drinking, and was a man with a very short temper because of the whole divorce saga. It became Mm. abusive. Um. It's not the only time he's been accused of domestic violence. It's not hard to see what's happened here. In response to what happened, WWE started to distance themselves from everything Benoit. Vince McMahon before Vince McMahon said this before the ECW broadcast the day after the Raw broadcast. So literally the day after the tribute episode, this played before ECW. Every time I read this, <laughs> I get a bit choked up. Because <laughs> it's... Yeah, but anyway. <clears throat> this is what he said. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Last night on Monday Night Raw, the WWE, WWE presented a special tribute show. Recognizing the career of Chris Benoit. However, now some 26 hours later, the facts of this horrific tragedy are now apparent. Therefore, other than my comments, there will be no mention of Mr. Benoit's name tonight. On the contrary, tonight's show will be dedicated to everyone who has been affected by this terrible incident. This evening marks the first step of the healing process. Tonight, WWE performers will do what they do better than anyone else in the world. Entertain you. Knowing everything that Vince must have been feeling there while along with the entire W locker room, must have been heart-wrenching. This is a guy that you've invested so much time, money, and friendship into, and he's just not there anymore, and he's just done the worst Horrific thing. Horrific crime. Yeah. To his family. Mm-hmm. Due to this incident, Chris Benoit has been basically scrubbed from the WWE history books. Nearly all mentions of his name have been deleted from their website, it only really appears in title lineages. He was removed from all of the games, and he's never returned, and even the moves that he used were removed for a little while. With his finisher being Nick... His finisher was actually named the Crippler Crossface. So that was removed, but eventually it did return again as just the Crossface. He's been removed from any pay-per-view posters that he appeared on, 
they literally went back and edited old posters and took them out of it. Um, and any time he appears on a show that's on the WWE Network, the beginning of the show contains a parental advisory warning at the beginning, warning people that he's in it. There was either Do you write the shit though. Uh, exactly. There's the, the, there's been people like who say, actually, I'll get to that at the end. Um, there was even like a a WWE like card collection released, and one of the cards was WrestleMania 20. The main event of WrestleMania 20 was Triple H versus Shawn, Ma- Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit for the world title. The back of this card had like a little fact on it. And it said, um, in the main event of this event, I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. I can't find a picture of it, but it does exist. Um, the main event of this, of WrestleMania 20, was a triple threat match containing Triple H and Shawn Michaels. In the end, neither man would win. So they didn't say that Benoit won, but they also didn't literally just claim that he never existed. Which, you know, it doesn't make sense for them to promote him, you know, after doing what he did. Yeah. So there's actually a, like a ton of other stuff you can read up about this. Um, like WWE actually released this statement in a press release as a challenge to the roid rage claims. Now remember, this came directly from WWE. The physical findings announced by the authorities indicate deliberation, not rage. The wife's feet and hands were bound and she was asphyxiated, not beaten to death. By the account of the authorities, there were substantial periods of time between the death of the wife and the death of the son, again suggesting deliberate thought, not rage. Who died first? The wife? Mm -hmm. The presence of a Bible by each is also not an act of rage. That came from WWE. They used that wordage. They used that wordage specifically to distance themselves from saying that their performers take steroids. Yeah. That's the only reason. However, it was found that when when he'd done it, the last time they did a drug test, he was clean of steroids. But that's not to say he didn't go straight back on them as soon as he did the drug yeah. test. And my granddad stops drinking when he knows he's got a blood test. Exactly. Because he doesn't want a head on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's straight back down the church, the pub. So here's another dark twist. A statement in regards to the death of Nancy was added to the Wikipedia article of Chris Benoit 14 hours before the police discovered the bodies. So he did it? Mm Mm-mm. You'd think so, wouldn't you? But no. That was then reported on by Wiki News and later Fox News. An article originally said, Chris Benoit was replaced by Johnny Nitro for the ACW World Championship match at Vengeance, as Benoit was not there due to personal issues stemming from the death of his wife, Nancy. That's what it said on his Wikipedia article. That was added at 12.01am EDT, Eastern Daylight Time, I think, on June 25th. The Fayette County Police didn't find the bodies until 2.30 p.m., 14 hours and 29 minutes later. So, one thing about Wikipedia is that you can edit a page, but it logs your IP address. Mm -hmm. 
the IP address belonged to the author of the article, and it was traced back to Stamford, Connecticut. What do you think just happens to be in Stamford, Connecticut? The Wikipedia home. The headquarters. The Wikipedia headquarters. Of WWE. So immediately people start thinking, shit, someone from the office of WWE has updated this article. Yeah. No. Eventually, the anonymous poster accessed Wiki News to explain, explain that his edit was, quote, a huge coincidence and nothing more. So this guy edited the page and it just so happened it was goddamn true. Yeah. How weird is that? It doesn't make any sense. There's also another... So how did he know that? He didn't. So That's why did he write it then? Because he's a troll. He's been found... He had been found to have like wrote false information on loads of articles that day. It's just how it happened that Chris Benoit was another one that he did. So weird. So there was another conspiracy theory that Kevin Sullivan, a former wrestler, a WWE booker, and Nancy's ex-husband, was responsible for the three deaths. The theory goes that he was still angry about their affair while him and Nancy were married and either killed them himself or sent assassins to kill the family and stage it to look like it was Chris that was to blame. This is pretty ludicrous though, but people even went as far as saying that Kevin Sullivan is an actual Satanist. So, you know, you can you can understand like, you know, what people were thinking there. Yeah. It's safe to say though that this is one of the darkest days in professional wrestling history. And darkly, very, very darkly, without this, the industry might not be what it is today, and we might still be seeing unprotected chair shots and pile drivers left, right, and center. Yeah. And that's the story of Chris Benoit. It's just that... that Total that. idiot. And you know what? Some of, the, some of the things that people had to say about him on that tribute episode, because that tribute episode is still available on YouTube, mm-hmm. it was heartwarming to, yeah. to know how much he touched some people's lives but then you know what Paul Heyman said, said this best there was an interview that Paul Heyman did I'll stick the audio in in, in a sec he was talking about Benoit I think he was talking about the first ECW pay-per-view um, he said it was, Benoit was supposed to be in the main event of the first ECW pay-per-view and when he said Benoit's name someone in the crowd just went my boy and Paul Heyman lost it he went off it with this guy, saying things like, um, yeah, I'm just going to find it. It'd be easy, I just play the audio. We're sitting in a production meeting, going over the show, and we get to the Benoit match, and Vince mentions nothing about me and, me and Benoit. And I look, who's saying my boy? Why? Why? Yeah, you can admire his work all you want, but, but you know what? You can admire his work all you want, but I'll give you my take on it. Since you want to keep on yelling out, my boy, three people died in that house that night. Three, I don't care about CTE. Three people died in that house that night. Only one person had the choice behind it. The other two didn't have a choice to die. So if that's your boy, fuck you. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. 100%. As a performer, 
amongst the five greatest I've ever seen in my entire life. As a performer, loved having him in ECW, was going to make him the ECW World Heavyweight Champion, was going to put him in a feud with Eddie Guerrero that would have carried us. The very first pay-per-view was going to be Sabu versus, uh, Sabu versus Taz, um, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven, Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. If we had gone on pay-per-view in 96, that would have been our first pay-per-view. So as a talent, remarkable. As a human being, I don't care about CTE. I don't care what the reasons are. Nancy and Daniel had no option. He did. Fuck them. So. And I, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. He did not give them a choice. And, you know, he was, he was a violent person. That's what he was. And something happened that night that just made him snap. And so you can blame whatever you want. And yes, I know he was Chris Jericho's best mate. He was Chavo Guerrero. He was Eddie Guerrero's best mate. But he, he was the one that did it. He, he was decided. the one that thought about it and committed the crime and, and then probably thought, shit, what have I done? I'm going to have to do something to myself now. I'm going to have to just end That's it one theory. What I think he's done is, I think he was like, right, I'm going to kill these was two. was to kill himself in the end. And kill himself in the end. But I do think that well considering he's like looking at ways to snap your neck i think he did that for a reason as well i think he wanted people i think he wanted his brain intact that's why he didn't shoot himself in the head or something or like do something that would affect the brain i think he deliberately snapped his neck so that it would so that his brain would stay intact so that they could examine it because i think he thought there was something wrong with him but in the end there was something wrong with him Exactly, yeah. But in the end, that doesn't matter because he's a murderer and he committed suicide at the end. Um, but yeah, as someone who was 14 years old at the time, that was a super confusing time for me, especially because one of my favorites had just died like earlier before that, Eddie Guerrero. He died of heart failure. Do you think that had something to do with it if they were quite friendly? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. You, you think about how much one of Chris Benoit's signature moves was to do a diving headbutt off the top rope to the mat. He didn't work it. He didn't put like he didn't like put his hands there in, at the last second or like he full on like he didn't ever do it to someone's head, but he would full on slam his head into someone's arm or chest or the mat itself. He very rarely worked that move. And then you got all the times that he took chair shots to the head, all the times he took like DDTs or pile drivers. He he was such a legit performer that he put his body into situations that he shouldn't have been doing. Like the reason you train to become a professional, like, the reason you do training is to not hurt yourself. Is to not hurt yourself or, or the, the other person. person exactly because in in essence with professional wrestling you are putting your hands in someone your your life in someone else's hands. Like when I'm up on my mate's shoulder at wrestling training, when I'm up on my mate's shoulder, I've got no say in what happens. I can fight my way off. Like one of, do you know, you know, Nick, let's give Nick another shout out. Hi, Nick. Hey. One of his moves that he does. One of your moves, Nick. <laughs> Those moves. Is a rolling senton. What he does is he gets, the, he gets you on your shoulder and then from a standing position, he rolls. But like, like he, hits the floor 
it rolls forward. Not much can go wrong with that move, but you have no say in what what happens. It's just all of his weight could come down on your ribs, or he could under rotate and hurt himself. You just don't know with these things. But it's all about trust, isn't it? As well, very much so. Yes, sometimes you just gotta like hope and pray that the person that you're doing it with is like trained at least. <laughs> um, good job. I don't go. <laughs> I mean, you could go. I think. Yeah, I don't think I would be very good wrestling. I do. You're an actress. Of course you would be. No. You're just scared you'd actually legit hurt someone, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, not so. But anyway, that is the story of Chris Benoit. The absolute cunt muffin. That right. began with a C. It, it well began done. with a C. Yay! Right, well, do you have anything you wish to talk about? No. Any news stories? I seen one today and I think it was like a school in LA got um the kids were in the playground or something and uh an aeroplane was doing an emergency stop like emergency landing uh-huh. so it emptied its fuel out all over the uh, schoolyard good god so like loads of the people are in hospital and stuff so loads of them got injured I can't imagine ever having jet fuel dumped on you is ever going to be um, not detrimental to your health. Yeah. Right, well, thank you very much, Charlie. It's been a pleasure, as always. Thanks for having us on your show. I've really enjoyed my time. <laughs> yeah. you, you're disingenuous with that remark. <laughs> right. Who are you having on your show next week instead of me? Um, instead of Charlie, next week I'm having Charlotte. <laughs> Right, well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you like this episode, you can please leave us a rating on um, iTunes, Podchaser, Stitcher. Only a nice rating, though. Yeah, of course. None of them one-star reviews. I was going to insult you, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it when my grandma, like, forgets something on my dinner. And I was like, oh, one-star review. <laughs> TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. <laughs> but also hit subscribe as well, because... That's a good thing to do for us. Um, then you can find out what the letter D brings for exactly. you. Exactly. Next week we're doing the letter D. And uh, I've already got mine. Have you got yours? No, I've got to get some I'm... D. you got, you got to get some D. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Did you see a big thing? Yeah, it was on the TV. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can get us on Twitter. It's at Comfort and DD. On Instagram, at Comfort and Death and Darkness. And on Facebook, you just search Comfort and Death and Darkness and we'll be there. Um, be there or be square. Exactly. Even though most profile pictures are circle now. Um, that annoys me. Why? It sort of cuts us out. Yeah, I suppose. And like you can't do like a full size one unless you get like the cropped app thing. Mm. There's an app for that. There's an app for most things. Mm. You can also email us at cdadpodcast at gmail.com, C-I-D-A-D podcast at gmail.com. Email them because we want to know what your most creepiest thing to ever happen to you is. can be literally about anything. Well, our Sky thing keeps... Yeah, literally, Sky keeps on like... He keeps pausing. He's had had the Simpsons on. So when we started recording, he paused it so he could watch it afterwards. And as we've been recording, it keeps playing. Like unpausing itself and the remote's just sitting by itself. 
So he's a bit creeped out, to be honest. It's not like I've got another remote here. So No, and even the other remote wouldn't yeah, press wouldn't play. control that TV. Weird. Um, so yeah, what is the creepiest thing that's happened to you? Email that in, podcast at gmail.com. And I believe that is everything. So Charlie, would you like to get out of here? I'm a celebrity. Begins with a C. Get me out of here. <laughs> I think I'd be really good on that, you know. Well, you'd be good at doing push talk at trials. I know, I would. I think I'd be good as a host. I just don't think I've got a lot of fear with stuff like that. I don't think I'd be allowed to go into the jungle full stop with my allergy. You can't really say that until you're in the situation, I suppose. Like, the animals wouldn't bother us. It's I think the, the, only thing that I'd, the only thing that I would have to have would be, like, earplugs on my ears because I've got this horrible phobia of, like, bugs and stuff going in my ears. Because I read this article once and it was like this woman had like a pain in her ear. And she went to the doctors and a spider had got into her ear. So they got a spider out but it laid mm. eggs in her ear as well. No. So I always sleep with hair no. over my ear. No, no, It's like no, a thing no. that I've done since I was little since reading that article. And that leaves us on a lovely death and darkness note. Yeah. Thank you for listening everybody and... Good, good night. night. <laughs> Can I go to bed now? No. Alright. Help me tidy up all this I'm shit. I'm not helping you tidy up. It's your shit. No, okay. You bought it. Okay. <laughs> I always get what I want. <laughs>